going to run through a couple of your trades submitted in through the discord which we found in the description. But first, please like, subscribe. You want to stick with us all off season. We have best ball drafts on Sundays. We have uh, live streams on Mondays where we'd be going through startup drafts, rookie drafts, all that good stuff. But before we jump into these trades, run that in. Gives the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 water receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No, no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Shout out Spaceman. We got him back on sometime soon. Without further ado, let's pop up some of these trades and look through them. To start here, we have Brandon Ayuk being swapped for Mike Evans and a 2024 second. A lot of people are out of Mike Evans. That's kind of where I think this stems from. Ayuk goes around that 6-7 turn. Mike Evans is being left for rounds 8, 9, 10 in startups recently. So on paper, if we're talking startup prices, I could see where this makes some sense. But personally, I have Brandon Ayuk and Mike Evans back to back i think the fade for mike evans has just gone too far this is a player who will still most likely be a wide receiver too for your team next year this is a player who won people champions i know he was a little more boom bust uh busting around 53 percent of his games aside wide receiver three marks this past season which he's usually one of the most consistent guys at least finishing above that mark there could be a lot of reasons why that is but i still like mike evans for my team from trying to compete brian Ayuk. He just really hasn't got it done when all the other top options in San Francisco have been 100%. I like the player. I think he's one of the best 32 wide receivers in the NFL. But the thing is, until he becomes one of the top two options for his team, and it's clear, I think he's just a hold. I don't think this is a player. I'm fine if you want to re-roll for a future first or get out for a fringe RB1 for their teams. But I I, I think Brandon Yuk is more of a long-term play here. That being said, I have Mike Evans and Brandy Oak back to back in my dynasty rankings. So I kind of think you're just picking up this 2024 20, second for free because people are trying to get out on Mike Evans. So that's how I fall on this first deal. We're moving on. The second one here, we have Tyler Algier for Josh Palmer, the 211 and the 311 in this year's draft. This team's trying to win right now. They picked up Tyler Algier. The spelling on these ones <laughs> are very interesting, but. With Tyler Algier, this is a player, you know, he's got, he's got to survive the NFL draft. He's got to survive free agency. But you look at the books, they still have the same four backs ahead last year. This is a team that ran through all of those circumstances a couple years back and was cool running through with Mike Davis. Tyler Algier, a very run-heavy offense, even though he doesn't catch passes, I think just has a lot more value than the 211, 3-11. And Josh Palmer is not a player I'm very excited, and he couldn't get it done last year when every circumstance was going his way. Him and Gerald Everett, just players who really let me down. When Keenan Allen missed almost a whole year, Mike Williams, per usual, couldn't stay on the football field, and they just weren't that big of impact players. Uh, even if Keenan Allen goes, that could be where maybe you're cashing out here on Josh Palmer on speculation, but you'd probably need Keenan Allen to go out for them to not draft another wide receiver like a JSN or somebody who can come in and kind of steal everything he likes to do but better. I'm going with Tyler Gier. I'm riding with the odds that, you know, he comes through, he survives the offseason. And even if he doesn't, if they just add a day two back like Kenny McIntosh or um, let's say they add a Deuce Vaughn day three, these types of players probably don't impact what Tyler Gier gave for us last year where he came through. He got a lot, a lot of work. He finishes the back end RB2 in the back half of the season, which 
he can do, even if he gets a committee back. So I don't think Towers Year is a completely wasted player, even if he doesn't totally survive this offseason quarterback. It doesn't scare me at all. I'm going to ride with Towers Year on this second deal. Trade three. Got the 112 and the 401 for Rashad Bateman in the 212. This is a really interesting trade. I think this is really, really close. Personally, I'm leaning Rashad Bateman in this one. Let's throw the 212 and the 401 out. There's a you know a lot less higher hit rate. Of course, I'll take the 212 over the 401. I do like that dart a lot better. But really, the meat of this trade is Rashad Bateman or the 112. The 112, if we're just going to think wide receivers, we're talking Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, uh, maybe Kayshawn Boutte, and... You're really hoping one of these wide receivers come through and for Dynasty, their value kind of sticks early into the season as top 36 wide receivers. There's nothing for me saying that Rashad Bateman doesn't have that same exact opportunity with a new offensive coordinator. I would expect Lamar Jackson to come back. He was a player who was hyper-efficient connecting on deep balls last year. I would like to see what happens when this player walks into more volume. If you were into Rashad Bateman over the last two seasons, I think you're still in on Rashad Bateman. Personally, I'm taking Rashad Bateman over the 112. I can understand anyone who wants to take the 112 and ride kind of that insulated value per se up till draft day and kind of pick what wide receiver you prefer if you're not into Rashad Babin. But I'm taking Rashad over the 112 and adding the 212 on top is just a nice little cherry. Seven, we have Drake London and the 104, which is very interesting. This is for Superflex PPR. Drake London, he did everything you want to see out of rookie last year. The circumstances really could have been worse came through almost a 30% team target, your highest amongst all the rookies, all the peripherals. We go back in the past dynasty digest. We've talked a lot extensively on Drake London and how all the peripherals were so good. He came out and balled. He did everything you expect from a rookie wide receiver. It's just the yardage totals, the touchdown totals weren't quite there. We're talking about a team that was 31st in the NFL in passing times. It's got to be Drake London for me here. 104, you're hoping for Jameer Gibbs. We're going to see how he tests at the combine. We're doing this today. We're going to need to see where he lands. Or Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And this player, I really like him. He's a top talent, but Drake Lunder just went eighth overall in the past draft. I mean, if if JSN goes in the top 10, which he isn't currently being mocked to in a lot of drafts, then maybe we'll have a different conversation on this trade. But as is today, we're expecting JSN to go. The uncertainty around where Jameer Gibbs lands, how high he goes in the NFL draft, and his combine results, I got to go with Drake London. This is setting up, I think, later we have another Drake London for a draft pick. But right here, this is where my cutoff is. I like Drake London over that 104. I can understand somebody going lesser, but I think I'm taking the proven commodity here, which at this time of the year is typically the way I lean. We got a real doozy here, our fourth trade we're looking at. We got Russell Wilson, T. Hawkinson, Josh Jacobs, CeeDee Lamb, four. Travis Kelsey, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry in the 204. All I got to say here before we even get into it, you two managers just need to get in the DMs, decide you're going to completely switch rosters <laughs> because this is a really big trade. I don't typically like making deals like this. If I'm selling off my players here, the manager getting rid of Kelsey is obviously trying to get a little younger. Maybe they see CeeDee Lamb is the best player in this trade. He has the most market value. That's what he was really trying to achieve, get the best player in the deal and get a little younger. I'm probably trying to break this up, move Travis Kelsey, get a first, second, Derek Carr, maybe get a 25 first, Devontae Adams, get a first and a second, Derek Henry, maybe get a 24 first, probably keeping the draft pick. I'd, I'm probably liquidating more in that sense. But if we're looking at this trade straight up, as we mentioned, the best player in the trade is CeeDee Lamb. I think this is a very, very, very equal trade on paper. I can see where you want to lead with the young guy. But for me personally, 
I think I'm taking the team on the right here with Travis Kelsey, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry, because I think this team is going to be a title contender right away. I mean, one more year with Derek Henry, whether it's with the Titans or someone else, we'll see at this point in the offseason. But I think he still gives you one more year of RB1 production. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one. Travis Kelsey will be the tight end one again this upcoming season. If we want to break this thing down, I think Josh Jacobs and Russell Wilson for Derek Carr, Derrick Henry 204. That's probably about even. I might lean on the 204 Derrick Henry, Derrick Carr side of that trade, but there is upside with Russ, and we did see what Josh Jacobs could do if he stays in Las Vegas last season. And then after that is Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, TJ and CeeDee Lamb. I'm going to CeeDee Lamb side on that. But when we add it all together, is the gap that significant? Not really. I think if you put this in a calculator, it probably comes back as about even. I would guess that's where the 204 came into play. Oftentimes it does. These managers, when they get this big, are just throwing into a calculator and trying to see what it pops out. Uh, so that's where I expect how this one came together. But I think I'm leaning to Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry for me. I like to win. Uh, I think I can get another great season out of these veterans and get out of them hopefully before next year if I do think they are going to depreciate more than they currently have. Next one, I said, I promise Drake Leonard would be coming back. We have a 12-team Superflex PPR. Same settings as prior. We have the 103 or Drake Leonard in the 211. Like we said in the tower, it wasn't tower year. One of the trades earlier were the 212 was with Rashad Bateman. I think it's more of a dart throw pick. Maybe we get a, you know, Israel Rashad slides back to 211. I doubt. I think they're going to finish a little higher, uh, mid-second kind of, when everything kind of pans out come draft day. Uh, so 211, more or less, is a dart. The hit rate on that is pretty low. So we're talking Drake London for the 103 as the bulk of this trade, and it's got to be the 103. You're going to be getting your choice of quarterback, well, the second quarterback off the board for your drafts. And that's that's worth more than Drake London. I think Drake London is a fantastic player. The profiles we said, it's there. But this is a player I... Only question mark is just how high that ceiling is, especially short-term, but even long-term, even the players that we like, like the Mike Evans, the T. Higgins, who are kind of a similar prototype. He's more of a wide receiver to finish who could have bigger weeks at points, catch multiple touchdowns. At worst, he's probably a wide receiver three, but wide receiver two is kind of where I think Drake Lona falls on your team. In the 103, that's your chance at CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. These quarterbacks who could really change the landscape of your dynasty team in Superflex quarterbacks are so hard to come by. So... I'm going to be leaning the 103 here over Drake London. I think that's kind of where the cutoff is, 104, 105. We can have a conversation once we see where these players land in the draft, how high they go in the draft. But as of today, I'm taking Drake London over 104, 105. But the 103 is the cutoff here. I'm taking that pick over Drake London. Next, 108 for the 202 and 205. It's a really interesting trade. I think it's about even. Honestly, I think when everything comes out with the depth we're working at and running back in kind of the third tier of the running back position, I'm not saying we're getting absolute studs as deep as 205. But as we mentioned, Israel, Rashawn, these are players who could be there at 205, 202. I think you might still land a player like Downs, Butte, or Flowers. I think one of them will be there at 202. Where the 108, you're kind of in that zone where you might end up with a Levis. If Richardson, if you're a QB needy team, you really want to take one of those those long shots, those dart throws. That's kind of where you land, or you're going to be ending with a Jordan Addison. Um, maybe Quentin Johnson falls that far. So depends what your team needs here. I think if your team is very wide receiver heavy and you want more bullets or you're more of a rebuild team here, I'm kind of cool with the 202, 205. But if you're a team that's stacked, depth is totally fine. You just want the best shot at the most upside here. 108 is probably the pick I want to I want to have out of this. So I know it's a little wish-wash answer on this one. I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I guess... I'd rather, I'd rather on draft day, I'd rather know who's there at 108. I can probably take 108 now and 
I'd look to trade back to 202, 205 on draft day if I don't like who's on the board. Because 108 really could fall could fall quite nicely. You never know what will happen. If somebody gets really excited on Richardson or Levis, they might sneak into your top five. Next thing you know, you have a JSN somehow slides back or maybe Quentin Johnson, who you really like. He tests really well. Maybe he's there. It went away, and that's the way you want to go with that pick. So I probably take the higher pick. But on draft day, depending who's there, where my tiers lie, um, depending on my preparation going into the draft, I'm pro- I might be open to sliding back to two seconds. That's a move that makes a lot of sense. Next here, we have T. Higgins for the tool one of this draft and your future 24 first. I got to say, y'all are making some very even trades. T. Higgins, everything we were saying with Drake London, except we know that this guy is a stud. We've, he's shown us those wide receiver two, fringe wide receiver one, four every year since he's been in the league. It's kind of what you're hoping with that 24 first, but there is no guarantee you still have to hit on that pick. But 201, you're at least getting some collateral. You might end up, as we keep mentioning that, Butte, Say Flowers, Josh Downs, a wide receiver you're hoping is top 36 right off the bat, uh, who could climb into the top 24, maybe go towards that fringe wide receiver one like a T. Higgins is. But we have to assume that they're a little lower and that 24 first gives us another shot. I think this is a really fair trade. I think T. Higgins' market value is probably... Two firsts is a strong, strong offer. So qu- just a little bit below those two firsts, and you can't get closer to two firsts without actually being there than the 201 and a 24 first. And this is a very, very even trade. Next, we have Justin Jefferson, the 109, the 112, the 43. Before I even read the other side, if you're putting Justin Jefferson in a new trade, I need to be absolutely blown out of the water. This is a cornerstone asset of your team this is one of the best two wide receivers in fantasy football and will be for at least the next five years without injury he's proven it historically he's he's the best the most productive since he's coming to the league this is not a player i'm giving up very lightly if it's even i'm going jefferson if it's a little outside jefferson's favor i'm still going jefferson i have to be absolutely blown away so what is the other side of this trade we got garrett wilson the 102 is super flex. We always assume half PPR. We'll assume in this one, 206, 207. Listen, even if you think that Garrett Wilson could jump up into the Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson tier here, that is quite speculation. He might be in the next group of guys. That's where I think the highest you could have him is wide receiver three. I have him back there, wide receiver six in my rankings personally, with Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver one, a tier and a big tier gap, in my opinion. So maybe Garrett Wilson, the 102 for Justin Jefferson, because we are in a rebuild and we want to lock in Bryce Young or CJ Stroud with our team. So we're making that swap, JJ. Get the quarterback in, Garrett Wilson. We still have a high echelon wide receiver here. I think that that trade really could make sense if you're in a rebuild and Jason Jefferson is the way for you to liquidate. You get Garrett Wilson, 102. Justin Jefferson, maybe throw in a second as a little extra incentive here. But then we're talking 109, 112, 4, 3, 4, what? The 206? Yeah, give me the two first next to Justin Jefferson. This thing is not even close. I love Garrett Wilson. I think Price and Stroud could be back-end quarterback ones, high quarterback twos. I mean, what are we doing here? This is Justin Jefferson. I still get the 109, 112. I could end up with a Anthony Richardson, Levis at 109 if I really, really want that quarterback. And 112, as we keep mentioning, Boutte, Downs, um, Flowers. Or we get, if the RB3 of this class calls back, maybe that's Charbonnet. Maybe a guy like Tucker comes through tests really well. That's a player we can get there. Um, the fourth, whatever, a dart. Maybe we take Tank Dell there. So 
I'm very confident going with the Justin Jefferson side of this trade. As I said, any of you, any of you who are trying to get rid of Justin Jefferson, you have to be absolutely blown away by that trade. And the last one, 10th trade we're going over today. The final one for today. I got to do it. I threw it into the last one. One of my own trades I should talk over. Just got done with a member of the Discord where I moved away from Elijah Moore. I threw Corbett in there and got Mike Williams. I do want to say, I think Mike Williams is a buy for contenders. This is a player where he's kind of being thrown down closer to wide receiver 40 in a lot of people's rankings and a lot of drafts. He's been going round 10 or later in a lot of these super flex startup drafts. And personally, you got to look at that team. Keenan Allen might get cut. I doubt it. A restructure doesn't make sense. Kicking the cash down the road. If anything, if they don't want to keep it, they'll eat a little bit of the money. They'll renegotiate in a way, and then they will trade him away to a different team that could open up space. It could open up opportunity. They're going to look to draft a wide receiver. If Mike Williams is healthy, his range of outcomes at this point in the offseason are very, very high because if it's a rookie coming in, Keenan Allen isn't on this team. Mike Williams is the vet. He's shown it. He's had double-digit touchdown seasons multiple times, 1,000-year seasons multiple times. This is a player who could give us a top 24 wide receiver performance next year. And Elijah Moore on, on the other side of this. I think wide receiver 40 prices are fine. It's more speculative. But with Elijah Moore, the way he disappointed last season, you'd have to assume if he comes out and he is a ghost in the first couple of weeks of this upcoming season, his dynasty value could go to absolute dust. Absolute dust. So Mike Williams, I'm taking the upside play here. This is a guy who manners are out on. He's always been a very frustrating player on your roster, but when healthy in the game, he is a certified stud. I think Mike Williams can make a really big impact for manners next year. And where I love Elijah Moore is really high on him coming into the league. His rookie season exciting me. I had him much too high last season, as did a lot of very smart people. Uh, I'm not saying that that is myself, but I'm saying there were other people who made me more confident in my evaluation of Elijah Moore. He was disappointing. I'm still holding out for the player. I have a few spots where I have Elijah Moore. I bought into him around around 12, 13 of your startup. I think Mike Williams here is at worst the same tier, but the upside is much higher for me. So I'm going Mike Williams and throwing Corbin in there. It's like throwing in the 410 to 412 or just giving like $5 of fab. It's more speculative. It's if, you know, Saquon Barkley were to leave, maybe he has an opportunity at the backup role or competes in a committee. I don't, I don't, I don't think either one of those happened. He didn't get on the field last year. He signed a reserve contract with the Giants, but I don't know. I also think Saquon comes back. They'll tag him. I think that's what happens there if he, they can't agree on a contract. Just depends what they do with Daniel Jones because that might be where the tag needs to go. We'll see. But Saquon Barkley is a face of that franchise. I wouldn't be too worried if you're a Giants fan. But that wraps this one up for today. As we mentioned, if you aren't subscribed, please go down and do jump in the Discord. We have over 350 members now. We're approaching 1,000 subscribers. We're just around 700. I would love to hit that mark before the season starts. Appreciate all of you guys. You can tune in, as we said, live stream Sundays, Mondays. We're going to dine to digest out all the time come March. We're going to have prospect profiles every single week. We're going to have rookie work coming out on every single Thursday through the Dynasty Digest brand here. If you're not following anything, JWB at JWB underscore FF, what are you doing here? Follow me at the FF Buffalo. Everyone on my team, everyone we work with, everyone who's ever come and appeared on us, you can find all that stuff on the Twitter, in the Discord. Till next time, guys. See you.